Good evening, everyone. Welcome along to another VCO Esports Studio with myself, Ben Constant-Juris. And as you will very well know, every week we have a chance to chat to some of the leading players, both as gamers themselves, but also as uh, industry leaders uh, in the world of sim racing. And we're very keen on the crossover between uh, sim racing and or, or esports racing, I should say. Uh, and the real world. Uh, and so we have a chance sometimes to speak to drivers who do both, to championships that do both. And tonight uh, we speak to a man who kind of went, for me anyway, the opposite way round. A man who has spent the last couple of days at the Nürburgring Nordschleife for the 24 hours uh, of the Nürburgring, the scariest race of them all. Uh, Sammy Matty Trogan joins us this evening, also a prolific sim racer. And Sammy, the first thing I must say to you is every time I see your name on an entry list, I love it because I love saying your name. It kind of bounces really nicely. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? Nice. I'm really, I'm really well, thank you. You know, just recovering from a uh, from really tough weekend, so, but it will be fine. Uh, Sammy, look down at your camera for me. Uh, so we can see your face rather than looking at the screen. If uh, that would be grand, um, how much actual driving did you do, Sammy, in the uh, in the twenty four hours? Uh, I did overall. Like, I mean, the race was really short. Like, yeah, it was cancelled after uh, after six hours, I think. So basically, I've been yeah. only ten hours overall. So pretty normal stuff. It was. Uh, I drove with the GT four last year, so it was. Pretty similar this year, so the weather was what it was this year as well. The, we, we had huge fog after like five hours of the race, so, and after that it was cancelled basically. So did you get any much uh, driving time actually with you in the car? Not really. Uh, I only drove like I think three hours overall, but I drove all, all the qualifying as, as well. So overall, I drove most of the what we had so but still only like three hours so it was not like normal for any more hours and how much uh do you use your sim racing to prepare for real world racing like that because the nordschleife exists on many platforms and it seems to be a pretty realistic um replication of the real world track not that i've only ever done one lap so i i don't really know but uh, you're the man to tell us yeah, it's really close. Like, uh, I would not be this fast in real life if I would have not raced in I racing uh, North Slavia this much. It's it's completely the same. Like, of course, there's differences. Like, uh, in real life, the weather can be so different. Like, the 50% of the track can be wet, completely wet, and then 50% uh, can be completely dry. So, this is the difference. But, uh, but the driving there in I racing and R Factor is really close. Really close. And how do you approach the real world uh, lap after lap? Because, you know, most tracks, most short tracks, you know that the track can be dry, you know pretty much the condition, the grip change is going to be minimal. But at the Nordschleife, almost like a rally, I suppose, next corner to the next corner, you really are, always have surprises in a way that you might not even in sim racing. Yeah, I mean, it's really scary sometimes. Like uh, now in 24, we had a... Uh really heavy rain in the start of the race and then i dropped uh, second uh, and then it was like mixed conditions and we very like it was not really slick weather and uh, it was like not really wet tires so we tried slicks and i was really scared to be honest <laughs> when i started my stint but then somehow we were a bit lucky that the weather was getting better all the time so 
I mean, yeah, it's it's really scary sometimes because you don't know some part of the track can be completely dry, and then after that, you go to some corner and then it's completely wet somehow. So it's it's uh, North Slav is really special of them. I like that you say you're scared because I think many drivers feel it but don't admit it, especially around the Nordschleife. And I totally understand why you would be. Um, you've got a really interesting path into the world of sim racing because actually real world racing came first for you, didn't it? Yeah, basically. Basically, I drove, uh, I have been driving in real life uh, most of the time. And then uh, like three years ago, I started sim racing uh, as a, you know, just to prepare for the races, and uh, then I drove rallycross, and then I got a white card uh, place for world, world rallycross championship racing, and I, then then I won that championship, and then I started to drive seafood racing basically. So uh, that's how it started. So I have not been in sim racing that much. And you've said that you've kind of now focused uh, very much on circuit racing, uh, but. Scandinavians love a bit of sideways, love a little bit of uh, dirt and things like that. So, um, do you do you miss the rallycross side of things? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes I I like really rallycross, <laughs> but at the moment when I'm driving also secret racing in real life, uh, that's the one I I want to do. And uh, so it's also for real life stuff. So I want to do this uh, just secret racing, I uh, racing and sim racing overall. That's that's the most what I get benefit for real life as well. So I decided that this year. But before the the rallycross stuff on iRacing, you were actually circuit racing before that, right? So you came through the kind of traditional uh, routes that any young driver trying to be in Formula One would do so, right? Yeah, basically I did uh, everything like that before. Also, I did the rallycross when I was really young. So I have done like both secret racing and rallycross. Then, uh, then basically I drove uh, Formula Four one year. And then I drove rallycross after that, two years. And uh, actually, I drove some races when I was uh, for still when I was racing rallycross at the same time. So I have driven many things, but basically rallycross and secret racing, but still like both in gravel and and and, uh, and asphalt as well. So I have quite a quite a much experience of both in real life. And how did? You- how did you know? Um, how do you know that there was this world of sim racing that existed where you could compete as professionally as you would do in the real life in the virtual world? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this happened so fast when I was like two, three years ago. I just tested one sim, the guy who uh, with simulators, and then uh, then you know uh, I got into this sim racing world. I mean, I, I didn't know that I would be really this good in sim racing, but I'm now you know. But I'm now doing so. Uh, I don't know. I, I just uh, you know I was racing in real life, and then uh, this uh, team owner wanted to me to race in the I racing rollercoaster world championship, and then uh, then you know I was okay. I can do it. It's fine. And then um, you know I won the first race, and then I was okay. Yeah, well, maybe I can be good in this. So <laughs> yeah, and then I won the championship. But then then, at, then uh, after that, uh, suddenly everything came together. I'm, uh, I'm now with Williams and stuff so yeah everything happened so fast now in one year that that must have been incredible for you to be chasing the real world dream and, and desperately trying to find teams and uh and kind of backing from manufacturers and things like that to have williams come and knock on your door but not for the real world but for the virtual 
yeah, that was amazing, you know, and I got matches from Williams that was like, uh, I wanted to go there. So it's really great team. I, I have been really lucky to be there and, you know, the, my teammates are really great and, you know, I really enjoyed to be there. Just as a name, I you know Williams is really big, so it's really, I'm really proud to be there. And what does Williams as a team bring to you? Have you had a chance, for instance, to, to be at the factory, to be in their gym and things like that? Yeah, I mean, now with the, all the corona stuff, you know, it's difficult, but we had a plan, we have a plan that we go there and, you know, meet all the drivers. So I haven't met any any drivers yet, so that would be nice. And uh, yeah, this is the plan this summer, if, if, if it's possible with this corner, so I hope it is. But Williams, they signed you as a, as a Rallycross world champion, um, but then it seems as though you've kind of transferred your ideology and skills into, would I be right in saying you're mainly, uh, you're mainly quickest in GT cars? Yeah, I mean, after rallycross season, I wanted to try something else, and uh, I knew that I'm I'm first also in secret racing, in I racing, and so after that, uh, I drove some races together with the with the Williams secret racing guys. So, and my pace was good, so then they just decided decided that uh, I'm part of their, you know, like running lap and running lap in the biggest races, and then that's how it started basically. So and then, uh, yeah. How um, how realistic is the rallycross side of things on iRacing? Because we, I've spoken, you know, we speak to many racing driver, professional circuit racing driver, but it's actually very rare that we get a chance to speak about off road stuff. And I imagine it's much harder to replicate off road than on road in simulator racing. Yeah, I I, I understand think that uh, rallycross is it's not close to real life at the moment. I don't know. How it is in uh, compared to American rallycross? I mean, I think it's uh, made for American rallycross. That you know, the tire model is same. So, but for me, it's way too slippery the gravel. So, uh, I I would say the secret racing is more more close to real life than the rallycross. Mm. And have you managed yeah. to try any other uh, off-road platforms? I know that there's there's some kind of third-party ones as well as the likes of WRC nine and, and Dirt Rally two. Yeah, I have done those, but uh, you know, I I think they are just you know, neutral is quite a close in rallycross. It's okay, but you know, it's not really R R I have driven R factor in rallycross, but that's that's quite good, actually. It's, uh, oh really? I would say it's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I I think it's just so much okay. more something. So but still. Yeah, sometimes the mods are better than the real things, right? <laughs> sometimes yeah. the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. guys in their bedroom do <laughs> yeah. a great job. Yeah, exactly. So what is it that's missing? Um, what makes it such a challenge uh, to create an off-road simulator? I would say it's the gravel, the feeling in the gravel. You know, it's really difficult to make it like it, it is in real life, you know, in rallycross. Uh, it's either too much grip or too less grip, I would say. Like in virtual, I feel like it's too much grip. But, uh, you know, it's, and also in rallycross, the... You know the gravel changes a lot. You know it, 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 it. It's really difficult. I I can imagine to make it. It's really real. So, mm. but that that's how I feel. Like in dry racing, it's too slippery. And then when the track is worn, like it gets used, uh, it's it's okay. But still, like it's new, it's really slippery. It's like driving in the wet. So, yeah. And, and then in dry it's too much. Trip, right? So, 
Well, it sounds like the iRacing model is exactly the same as the issues they've always had in circuit racing as well, being a little bit slippery on those first couple of laps before you get the tyre temperature up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in iRacing, you know, with the current tyre model, it's better now. But still, you know, in, in yeah. real life, you can push the car much more uh, and, you know, brake much harder than in iRacing. And you know, there is differences still, like, in, uh, in uh, iRacing. When the track is really hot, you cannot push the car. It's, uh, that's not reality, to be honest. Uh, the desire in the real world to move into focusing uh, your attentions on being one of the kind of experts of the Nordschleife, it, it looks to me as though that was kind of a planned thing to do some NLS and then get yourself involved in the 24 hours and find yourself a works drive uh, for a team in there. Is, is that Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I love North life. I really do. I, I love that place. I, I, I like to be there. So that was pretty clear for me that I want to be there. And also, as, uh, I was doing some testing with the Volker host. Like, uh, my first test was like one and a half year ago. And, you know, I like GT racing overall. And then, you know, when I like North life as well, that was pretty clear. I want to be there. So that was my, like, my goal all the time. And then in, uh, I did some first testing in the North life and my, Pace was pretty good already. I I felt I was feeling comfortable. So yeah, after after this, and then I did some races as well with the Valke horse with the smaller car. And uh, after two races, it was pretty clear that I will continue with the team. Yeah, everything yeah, went. And like do you think that that managed. passion? Do you think that passion comes from uh, i racing, from being yeah. so yeah. many laps in sims that you just thought I want to get back there? Yeah. That's completely come from my racing, I would say, because I I, I was never even uh, being in the North South before before I drove some laps in racing basically. So I did some, uh, I think, uh, the analysis uh, before I went to real life, and uh, also twenty four hour I did many times in racing. So that was the first uh, I did my first laps in racing in North South basically. So yeah, that's completely come from there. And that first lap that you went in real life around the circuit, how pretty much knowing every single corner from your sim world experience, that must have been so huge in comparison yes. to, well, the likes of me not ever driving, driving it and never seeing it before, or even a circuit that you know well, because the Nordschleife has so many more corners. Yeah, I, I, as I said, you know, I was when I drove my first lap in a, in a Nordschleife in real life, I, I knew the track already and there was nothing really new for me. I mean, of course, you know, in real life, you it's a bit different driving in North, in North South in real life, of course, but you know every corner and uh, it's big help. It was really big help for me. And what was that feeling after completing a first lap and, and kind of knowing that you've done it so much in the real world, in the virtual world, but you've just done it in the real world as well. That must have been a massive moment. Yeah, was was really really nice, nice feeling to drive for your first lap in Northside. I mean, you know, I was really, really pumped after after my first lap. You know, I was really, really happy. And I, I think actually my first lap in Northside was was already wet, so I was a bit you know <laughs> careful as well. Yeah, it was wet. I remember this uh, time too. So yeah, it was really nice. And now, I guess, in the real and the virtual, it's it's very much installed in your head. Um, what's the motivation and the kind of the ambition moving forward now? You've got yourself a kind of 
works drive at the NLS and you've got yourself a, a logo on your chest for sim racing. Uh, so where do you kind of focus now? Yeah, we just, you know, continue to work with the team in uh, real life. And uh, then we see, I mean, we drive this year and uh, try to try to improve and gain experience and then continue next year as well. I mean, everything has been going like we planned it. So yeah, then we see next year, uh, I will drive next year as well with the GT3 and we see how it goes. I mean, next year I would, I would like to already fight for top positions. So that's the goal next year. And this year just to gain as much experience as possible. And what about in the sim world? What's kind of the, the boxes to tick? Because there are so many opportunities to go yeah. and do big name races. Yeah, I mean, now this year our main plan is just to make good results in the in the special events. So so that's the this year's plan. I mean, of course, my my like goal or dream is to do both professionally. So that's the what we what we, what we try to do. So it would be nice to enter some big championship, like in, uh, like in secret racing, some world championships would be nice, but there is not any endurance world championships, so that's the problem now. But yeah, that's my goal, just to be both uh, professional both. Uh, and you're pretty much there, I think. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, time to get those, get those uh, big results. Do you think that the association to sim racing helps you generally in the real world when approaching teams and, and talking about uh, your experience? Do they look at your sim racing now and go, oh yeah, okay, that guy's pretty good? Yeah, I mean, it depends, but like for BMW, for example, I'm, I'm pretty sure it helps. Like, like BMW is uh, pretty much involved now in uh, iRacing as well and uh, also some other car manufacturers. So I'm sure it's it, it's big help. I don't know about the private teams, but you know, sim racing is getting bigger every 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 week basically and every time every, every year. So so I'm sure it's big benefit in future. Yeah. Uh, awesome, Sammy. Thank you very much for chatting to us. It's been great to to commentate on uh, on various events that you've been part of uh, the last sort of nine to 12 months for me, because um, we're kind of up the anniversary of the very first VCO Esports Studio after a whole year of this. Um, and uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing and, and winning in the real and winning in the virtual. It's, uh, it's great to finally have a chat to you. Yeah, thank you. It was nice to be here. And of course, thank you to Williams as well. Uh, for our last two guests, because uh, Michael was also a Williams driver. Uh, as I say, next week, never know who it's going to be. The sim world seems to be a bit quiet right now, so it needs uh, needs some big events to, to kick it off. And of course, uh, we will be seeing the Le Mans 24 Hours uh, replicated virtually across various uh, different platforms over the coming weeks. That should have been uh, this coming weekend, the Le Mans 24 Hours, and of course been moved to the end of August. Um, but uh, yeah, for the virtual world, for myself in the, in the studio... Uh, keep following everything that's going on on the VCO Esports uh, channels, both YouTube uh, and Twitter. And until next week, see you soon.